On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are back, Tate. Yes. It's been a very long seven months. College basketball is officially back. Uh, I saw Baylor is up 40 at half on Mississippi Valley State. I did not see how the game ended, um, so no spoilers. <laughs> I won't let you know. Don't, don't. Could, could, have been a, could have been a comeback. Who knows? I'm going to finish it on the DVR later tonight. No spoilers, please. Uh, but I, was that the, the the official first game was Baylor, yeah. right? Yeah. Keontae George looked great. Dude, in Keontae Army. George looks like Oof. a ball player, that guy. LJ Cryer, a lot of conversation yeah. about him. Adam Flagler. I mean, look, it's good for Baylor. Uh, exciting times, man. We are, we, you know, we, Tate and I like a lot of different things. We, uh, in the offseason, we'll talk a lot about a, a lot of different things, but we are at our core, Tate, a college basketball show, and college basketball is back. And I'm very, very excited to a uh, huge slate of games. Talk about the huge Such slate of games tonight. Oh we got. Valley Forge versus James Madison Tate. Everyone's talking about that one. Milwaukee School of Engineering playing UW Milwaukee. San, San Diego Christian and Cal State Bakersfield. Oh my God. That's a little later tonight. Shorter University versus Jacksonville State. Uh Jacksonville State going with the cupcake. Uh, I guess taller university wouldn't wouldn't mm-hmm. answer their calls. So they scheduled shorter university. And Very then, our lady of the lake vibe there. <laughs> yeah. Wartburg versus Northern Iowa also on the docket today. Oh my God, dude, the slate's incredible. What an incredible slate. Smacks you in the face. I mean, college basketball is here. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the, the, uh, the top five things we're looking forward to. We each made our own separate lists. Um, and we figured that's a good way to get excited. Uh, I'm going to the Butler game tonight too. So uh, I'm, I'm fired up about that. I'm going to see a uh, bad Mata 2.0 era at Butler get underway tonight against New Orleans. So um, there's a lot to get to there, we, we are so excited to have college basketball back and we are going to, uh, we're going to celebrate all together. All you listening at home, finally us talking to each other. It's going to be a fun ride. Come join us. But first, what are you doing? All right, Tate, opening day thoughts. Um, I'm going to say this out of the gate. Following up one of the all-time Final Fours, all-time, one of the greatest Final Fours we have ever seen with a Monday night slate that looks like this. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I understand our role. So I, I, I'm going to get I'm gonna get this out of the way fast because our, our role here, we were supposed to be the guys that are pumping the tires for college basketball and saying, like, this is awesome that we're back and all this kind of thing. Uh, so I'm going to say it real quick, get it out of the way. Um, what the hell, man? Like, how is this our opening day? We're going up against Monday Night Football. There's no national, there's no, like, there's no games on ESPN. There's no games on Fox. There's there's FS1 games, but there's no, you know, like, big time broadcast. There's no, there's no ranked team versus ranked teams. There's no aircraft carrier. There, there's yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it feels what are we like, doing? It feels like college basketball kind of wanted to do a little sneak attack. They're like, hey, we're back. <laughs> Is this week you know zero? I mean? are, are we in week zero college basketball? Is that I, what's going on? I think that's what this is. We we have to say this is night zero. Yeah, this, night zero. Uh, it's not even week zero. This is night zero. And uh, we are going to go zero dark 30 with the rest of the country. And, uh, you know, we're going to lock in. We're going to hunker down. We're going to watch these teams. We're going to watch these games. But we don't necessarily expect the general public to dive in just yet. We understand. Yeah. We understand. There's nothing what's right the, the plate that gets you going. What's the first big like Gonzaga, Michigan State? So I I was going through the 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 schedule and there are zero top twenty five matchups where uh, as, as defined by currently ranked in the AP poll in the top twenty five versus currently ranked in the AP poll in the top twenty five. Zero games until next Tuesday in the Champions Classic when Duke plays Kansas and Kansas won't have their head coach. That's the first game of the season. That's perfect. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's too tough. <laughs> what the hell's going on here, dude? So uh, Gonzaga, Michigan State is on Friday on the aircraft carrier. Michigan State's not ranked. So like technically that's not a top 25. But at the same time, I do think that moves the needle. I do think Michigan State's going to be decent this year. They will be ranked at some point this season. Yeah. Um, so that one works for me. Friday, I'm, I'm going to be excited to uh, uh, drive down to San Diego and be told that I am not allowed on the aircraft carrier. Um <laughs> Sir, do you have a ticket? I'm like, no, I just no, no, no. I just cover. Just I cover up. college basketball. <laughs> I, have to, I have to be there. <laughs> um, so that 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 game moves the needle. Uh, Gonzaga at Texas is next Wednesday, the 16th. That's exciting. Um, and then I I, I looked ahead Tate next Friday. So that's how far away we are. Like the first the first like big great slate of games, um, is Friday, November 18th. 11 days from now, IU at Xavier, Baylor at Virginia, Villanova at Michigan State, UCLA at Illinois. Um, all of those are next Friday. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying, why couldn't we do that tonight? Why couldn't we do that like Wednesday? Why could like what what the hell's going on here? Yeah, it does seem like everyone wants a kind of a starter game to keep the emotions high. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Kentucky, what they're doing. They're like, we're playing Howard, pat us on the they, we everyone wants a pat us on the back game. And uh the problem with pat us on the back games is that no one cares and no one wants to watch, and uh, everyone gets hyped up and everyone basically believes in their own hype and it's too much. It's too long. And we need to kick things off in the right way. And college basketball used to do this. Great. I mean, it used to be, yeah, like, I don't know what happened, man. Be fireworks. When college basketball came back, it was like, watch out. Look Did at it. ESPN do the, the ESPN do the 24 hour deal. Exactly. They're, they're so, <laughs> exactly. Games are happening. Every, it used to just like turn on. You're like, I can just watch whatever game I want to. Oh my God. You know, rice is playing right now. Now I'm watching rice basketball. It used to be, everyone was tuned in. Everyone was watching. And now it's a slow burn and, and it's, it's not right. it's 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 a bummer given the final four we had like the last time we had college basketball it was like the an all, all-time national championship game uh, i don't know if you remember say carolina was up big at halftime kansas uh historic comeback to win the national championship mm-hmm. um and and uh before mm-hmm. that you might remember the final four games but before that uh carolina played duke and and beat north carolina beat duke um that was a game that happened the last time like game like the final the final four was incredible and uh, you know, if you're if you're into this sport like we are, you spend all offseason thinking like, man, what a you, you, we all needed a time, a little bit of time to exhale and say like, wow, what a great season, what a great end of the season. But then when you're ready for it to come back, to look at the slate of games tonight is like, what what the hell are we doing? Who's responsible for this? How did how did this happen? Because like even football's figured this out. College football has like the the Chick Fil A kickoff classic, whatever. That's it's always like like Georgia playing a neutral. Georgia or Bama are playing a quote unquote neutral site game in the Georgia Dome. Yeah, Georgia's <laughs> playing in the Georgia Dome against insert ACC team that's supposed yeah. to be good this year. Miami's supposed to be good this year. <laughs> Wrecked. Um, but like they they figured out like it's it's weird how football seems to like have have stolen from basketball. Like like basketball, the reason we used to always have like big games out of the gate was because there's so many more games. Um, and also with like a selection committee type situation, if you're a national championship contender, if you lose your opening game, it's not the end of the world, you know, yeah, in, ba- exactly. in college basketball. And and coaches know that. So they're like, Yeah, what the hell? We'll play I'll play in the champions classic. I'll play yeah. in the champions classic. Like, yeah, what the hell? Who cares? Let's do it. It'll be fun. It's a great way to start off the season. So then football saw that and they were like, We should do the same thing. Cause now now it's an expanded playoff and now more, you know, now you could, it seemed like Oregon, great example. They get stomped by Georgia to open the season this year in football. Guess who's back in the playoff hunt? Guess who might win the Heisman now? Yeah. You know, like Oregon's back. So, like, 
football's figured that out. And I guess it's frustrating because I thought like college basketball had this figured out as well, that like, this is how we do things. And it didn't dawn on me. I'll be honest, hand up, tapping my chest. Didn't really look at the schedule before, <laughs> before like yesterday. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. Games start tomorrow night. I can't wait to see what, what the hell that's it. That's the slate. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I have to tap my chest a little bit because, uh, you know, Harry of against all odds, we were, we're big friends of uh, against all odds that he reached out to me and was like, what, what's the big play on game? You know, you know, on the big, on the big day on Monday. And I'm like, Thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I mean, Howard, Kentucky, Carolina, and UNCW, Ohio State, Robert Morris. Is that it? Does that does that do it for you, Harry? <laughs> it's like it's all very one sided affairs, you know. It's like you can watch it's showcase games. You can watch your team that you're excited to see this year play a team that they should stomp. And really, the only thing that can stop you from having good feelings is if they don't stomp them. You know what I mean? Right. A thirty point win, then you're. I mean, right now Baylor fans are are looking up the odds to win the national championship, and it's because of the showcase game, and that's what we're part no, of. No spoilers. I don't know if they won. I don't True. know. So, sorry, yeah. Right. Oh, Run that back. Take that God out. Take that out. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's that damn got true. He did it. Yeah, it's not it's not that big of a deal. I'm just saying, like as a as a fan of the sport, yeah, as a fan of of Ohio State, you know, Ohio State playing Robert Morris, knock on wood, crossing my fingers here. Like, hopefully, it doesn't trip us up. But uh, I don't. I, I I prefer that that this specific team um, eases into the season a little bit. Tate, you know, like I didn't. I wouldn't want Ohio State's first game to be San Diego State in Maui to open the That's that's not what I want. So like, you know, I do I do see the appeal of coaches doing it this way in school, like whatever. But just as a fan of the sport, you're like, are we serious? This is it. We couldn't yeah. get one. One aircraft carrier game. We couldn't get one. Like, no, and, and, and like, why can't we just kick it all off on the night of the aircraft carrier game? It just seems like it was not a coordinated effort. It felt like a lot of independent pilots yeah. making decisions, and that's probably that's kind we, of the problem we have right now with college basketball. We need to be I, moving in the same direction. My billion dollar idea is get rid of the champions, and we'll talk about it again because when the Champions Classic comes around next week, and you and I say we don't want to talk about it because it's like <laughs> not even. It, 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 there it are no champions. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. Well, I guess Kansas is in it now. Kansas so is like in now, it. But without, their coach. Yeah, without their coach. Without their coach. That's so true. You tell me. Um, when it comes, well, leading up to the Champions Classic, we'll both talk on air and off air about how we don't give a damn about the Champions Classic. <laughs> and it was, it was a lot cooler 10 years ago and all that kind of thing. And then it'll be played and we'll just look at each other and be like, I guess we have to talk about this. And, yes. And, you know, we will talk about it. But uh, my, my billion dollar idea. Maybe not billion, maybe like five hundred million, maybe two hundred million. Say, um, get rid of the Champions Classic and start college basketball every year. Oh, standalone event, as as John Rostein likes to point out, standalone games. These are the only games going on. There's two games played on opening night. It is the number one versus number two team. It is the number three versus number four team. Ooh. And you tell every single team going into, or maybe you don't do one and two. Maybe you do like one versus four and two versus three or something. Yeah. But you tell like, cause, cause like going into a season, we knew in, in July, the, the, of the top there's, there's like seven or eight teams that might be in the top four, you know? And you just tell all those teams, like, keep, keep this part of your schedule clear. And then you, 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 you find like a, a Howard and a Robert Morris and a, you know, Mississippi Valley state, have them on standby, figure out when the AP poll comes out say, okay, now you two are playing each other. All you four teams that we thought might be in the top four, but now you're ranked seventh. You get to play Mississippi Valley State. You get to play Robert Morris. You get, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we start out the season with a bang. Top four, two top four matchups to start the season. 
Who says no to that, Tate? I don't. I don't. For me, I don't say no to that because it was my idea. It'd be weird if I did say no to it. It'd be weird if I pitched that idea and then said no. And let's do it in Madison Square Garden or let's do it yes. in, in, you know, Indianapolis, you know. On like, an aircraft I, carrier. Or, in the or East an River, aircraft carrier. In my the God. East River next to Madison Square. <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the Hudson next to Madison Square. Sign me up. I mean, I will, um, said, I will be all enthralled. I just, I feel like it's a little bit of a tepid start, but at the end of the day, it's a slow burn, and we know when it really starts. Like when we're in Maui and we are in behind at Civic Center, we're going to know that college basketball is really starting, and people are going to be fired up. But it does take us a little bit to get there, and I'm just glad that it seemingly it seems like everyone after last year is buying back in. Like I saw your Indiana Pacers; they're tweeting like the return of college basketball. And Let's one go. salute to the Indiana Pacers because they get they, it, they get they it, get it. And, they get it, yeah. And they also understand that last year was one of the best years for college basketball we've seen. And also, did you know that more people watch St. Peter's play North Carolina than they watch the World Series? Did you know this? That can't be right. That is correct. That is, that, that is 100% correct. More people that just tells me baseball is dying. Okay, so baseball is dying and also college basketball is dying, but baseball is dying faster than college basketball is dying. <laughs> More people in this country watch North Carolina play St. Peter's than the World Series. What so, about what about China? What about the what about the illegal streams in China? The streams are dead. <laughs> the streams don't matter here. These are real Nielsen numbers that I've thrown at you. And dude, shout out to the Pacers for for uh, I mean, dude, 49 states. It's just basketball. It's what we've been trying to tell everybody. But in Indiana, we just get it. We get it. No, I literally DM the Pacers and said bravo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the idea of that. The Pacers should brand themselves as the college basketball team of the NBA. That, I, lo- I, I love that. That should be like their <laughs> new branding is like the NBA's college bat. You know, cause you know how like uh, there are a handful of schools that do this. Like Syracuse, I think says we're like New York's college basketball team. They, they, they put that on the court. Or, I know Northwestern does it where they say Chicago's big 10 team. And it's kind of like an F you to Illinois a little bit, but it's also yeah. like, you, you like you look at it and you start thinking about it and you're like, yeah, I guess you. I mean, like, what does that even mean? Where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we can be confused? <laughs> yeah, you know, like Ohio State puts like Columbus's Big Ten team on the court. It's like, yeah, who who, who are we? Who are we? <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? We um, but that's like a brandy move that that some schools pull. You know, where they they you know they just say like California's whatever you know, and you're like, okay, cool. Maybe the Pacers should do that. We're the NBA's college team. And and if you're, it's like an entry point. Like if you're a fan of college basketball and you want to like the NBA, but you can't really get yourself there because they don't call travels and <laughs> um, all, whatever else. And also the, the 17,000 scandals going on in that league at all times. <laughs> um, you, you point to the Pacers and the Pacers are like, come, come here. We'll help you. Come, yes. we'll, have you heard of Benedict Matherin? Of course you have. You love college basketball. You know him. They literally like, tweeted out pictures of Benedict Matherin in his Arizona jersey, and they were like, great perfect. day to be a Pacer. There we go. Genius. Uh, all right, that's enough. Enough complaining. College basketball is back. We are excited for it. I didn't mean to suggest that I'm not excited for it. I just, uh, I just, you know, whoever whoever is responsible for this limp-wristed slate of games out of the gate, I want him prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Greg, say, Greg thank you. Yeah. I, I believe so. If the man is in, t- in charge of the transformation of this sport, he is transforming it in the wrong way because yes. we, should be, we should be fireworking this out. And instead, we are sitting here with our hands, and uh, I don't like it. Not a big deal, but lock up Greg Sankey is all I'm saying. Okay, uh, now that we got that out of the way, let's move forward. Let's be excited. Basketball is back. Um, 
Let's do let's do it this way. Top five things we're looking forward to this season. Uh, it can be anything. You can you can you can uh, take that to mean whatever you want it to mean, Tate. But just yeah. give the people. Let's do a temperature check on the show um, with you and I, uh, and give the people an idea of the things that we are looking forward to. The reason this season will be more exciting than maybe last season, or why you know whatever it is that's that's making it move for you a little bit. Our top five things. We should go backwards, right? Let's start with number five first. Yeah, let's start number five. Number okay. five. Is I'll let you go first. Important. Yeah, yeah. So this is the least important. In fact, it's really not number five, but it's so in my face. I guess I have to put it on my list as number five because it does have my interest. And I have a question for you. How many profiles will be written about John Shire prior to ever coaching a game? I mean, I have seen at least five written by publications, one of them being Fox Sports. Shout out to our guy, John Fanta. He just wrote his profile. So. Did he? I, yeah, he's in full profile. He's like, he's like a coach who sat as an assistant for a long time on Tobacco Road and is now taking over for a legend. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I feel like I've heard this story before. Um, it must be about Hubert Davis, who just went to the national championship. This must be what the profile is about. No, no, another John Shire profile. So my number five storyline is how many gregarious profiles can be written on one man who has never coached a game as the actual head coach? I don't know. I feel like they will continue to roll out. I know I will see more. But John Shire, the PR tour, the press, it is on, and uh, we're going to see it everywhere. It's in my face already. Be serious about this. Um, I, I want your serious answer. Okay. If Shire struggles, and by struggles, I don't mean loses a game. He, he's going to lose a game. Spoiler alert. Duke is not going undefeated this year. But um, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, like he starts three and six or something. But say he's, uh, you know. Six and three. I don't know. That seems like a record that like Duke wouldn't typically have in a typical Duke season. Six and three. Um, and one of those three losses, I haven't looked at their schedule. Maybe I should have pulled it up before I went through the cyber deal. But he comes out of the gate like in, in a non-Mr. K way, right? Do you think the media will continue to coddle him? Or do you think yes. people will? You think the national media will? Absolutely. Okay. okay. The fact that this many profiles have already been written. the Because I... Okay, if I could play devil's advocate, play on pun, pun intended, I guess. Um, uh, we're literally the, talking about the yeah. devil's advocate. Yes. <laughs> the number one devil's advocate. John Shire is the he is the devil's advocate. Is that the new Coach K power rankings? It's just going to be like, give me your devil's advocate. Right now. Yeah, who is the devil's advocate? Who is the devil's advocate right now? Um, if uh, I, I would say maybe the profiles are being written about Shire because he hasn't played a game and we have to write them. We have to do the glowing thing now because we don't know. Like basically what I'm saying is like, maybe John Fanta is like, I'm going to pull the fangs and the claws out the second this man shows me the slightest weakness. Mm -hmm. But for right now, since he hasn't lost, I'm going to play both sides. I'm going to butter him up. But the second he sucks, we're going to, we're going to attack him and say, you're not coach K get the hell out of here. I have not read these profiles, but what are you writing about? He has not coached a game. He has done nothing. He has He's nothing to point nothing. to. He can point to a recruiting class, I guess. I guess that's what we're writing about, recruiting and prospects and whatever. But I I am just shocked that there are this many stories already written about someone has that has never coached a game that I have seen. So that is what is fascinating. And you're right. I mean, if it gets well, I'm to saying, point, I'm saying maybe once he does coach games, maybe the profiles go away and they start becoming, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It is fascinating. I guess the treatment. I'll. I'll. I'll, uh, I'll say that I. I. I would put that on my list. I'll put that at number six on my list. Is just the treatment of John Shire in general. Of like, mm -hmm. how patient are people going to be? Duke fans, Carolina fans, national fan. You know, the media, just everybody. Like the whole the the, the treatment in general is going to be fascinating.
I mean, there's a chance that we get to January and people are asking about Mr. K coming back. I think there is a or what if what if he's undefeated in January and everyone's like, is this guy better than the the Duke upgrade? Did Duke somehow (laughs) upgrade? (laughs) Oh, that that would be great, too. I mean, I think I'm just fascinated by, you know, because John Shire is a nice guy, right? I mean, I I would put him down on the list in in a world of good guys and bad guys. I think John Shire is a good guy. He's a nice guy. I agree. I agree. I cannot, I just don't fathom a world where he has conjured up this kind of media. You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand that John Shire moved the needle this much. And I'm saying, I obviously know where it's coming from. It's coming from Nike. So I'm just, I'm just shot. How many profiles can they pay all the way to the top? Because all the way to the top. Um, speaking of going all the way to the top at number five on my list, uh, sister Jean is, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I just wanted to say those two words and see how you'd react. <laughs> I was like, damn it. She did it again. <laughs> no, it's uh, sister. Jean is not on my list. Right. Um, number five, the top five things I'm looking forward to this season. Tate, can I silence the haters? Me personally. Okay. This is me because, uh, it's been a long off season for me, and I haven't I haven't talked about it a lot. Um, I've, I've tried to, uh, you know, what w- what you do in darkness will come to light. They say, you know, so like I've been trying to grind, um, every day this off season I have, and I but I hear the whispers, Tate. Two straight uh, NCAA tournaments, my national title pick has lost to a 15 seed. You think I don't read that stuff? You think I don't see your tweets? I saw it, um, and I went to the lab. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I, it was, it was a really good off season for me, I think. And, and I've, I've been working on my takes a little bit and I've, I've studied the film and tried to figure out how to get better, but this is, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is a big year for me. Like the, the, my program is down right now. I've had a bad run of takes the last couple of years. I think COVID, you know, not to go all Bobby Hurley and blame everything on COVID, but, but like I, I had a good run there. Like I picked Virginia to go to the national championship. Show me another soul outside of Charlottesville that was riding with the who's in 2019 and uh i rode with the who's and then 2020 i was feeling dating you know and i was thinking like is this gonna be i'm, I'm all in on ob Toppin. i think we might have something here covid derails the whole thing and i i have not i i admittedly have not got my touch back so um yeah that's number five for me is I, i'm just curious myself um as a fan of the game i'm just curious if i can dig deep and find it in me um i don't know i'm, I'm I, and i will say this too I, I I'm not where I need to be right now. Like mm. I, I, I like my pieces, Yeah, but I'm not there yet. So I just want to say to all the friends of the program, give me time, be patient with me. November, December might be rough. Yeah. Uh, maybe January, <laughs> but I like the pieces. I, I yeah. like the pieces we're working yeah. with. You're saying there's some manufactured adversity happening yeah. right now and you're trying to build your way up for February. And I, and I appreciate that. Can, can I ask, is there a team when you, when you look at your gut, you look at your heart, you look at your head, whatever you look at, you know, in these situations, is there a team that calls out to you and says, Mark Titus, so we're, we're going to beat that 15 seed. I want, I want to, I, I think, uh, I think Houston, I think Houston's not going to lose. The oh, God. So, oh God. Houston fits. Like, Houston, oh, we have a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's just uh, it's it's been a rough go, man. And I'm uh, I I I think I got to start strong, but like I want to peak at the right, I want to peak at the right time. So like I want to, it, it's it's a double edged sword because I think like I'm in a position where I need to start strong because I the friends of the program that've been riding with us for what is this year six for us doing the show? Six. You're six. Um, 
I hear, I know they're whispering behind my back, Tate. I know like they're texting their buddies and they're like, I think Titus has lost it. Like, I think, I think he had good takes, but like, you know, 2019, he can, like, how long is he going to good miss in 2019? <laughs> Will he get that is... form back? Yeah. When is he going to get that form back? And I hear that. So like, it's, I think it's important to start the season with great takes um, to show people I still got it. But at the same time, I don't want to peak too soon. And I think like, if I come out of the gate too hot, like we might have another 15 seed issue come March. So like, I don't want that to happen either. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm getting Gareth Bale vibes from you where you know, a lot <laughs> of people are saying there's no way he's going to contribute to this team this year. It's not his year. He's not going to do it. And then it, it, it look, we're going to get into extra time. We're going to get into March and you're going to, you're going to look at your big board and you're going to have a pick and you're going to, and you're going to make that pick. And I think it's going to hit. The, <laughs> All right. Thank and you. I think America is 2023. It's the year. It's the return. It's, it's right. four years removed from the right pick. You know what I mean? You you went through a cycle of school. You went through four year cycle, and now you're back. That's on right. Top. That's yeah. right. Some I early mean, takes. Some early takes that I'm starting the season with. By the way, so these, this is this is just like an early. Okay, this is early a, primer. Just a, just a little primer. Um, I mean, we've already talked about some of them. Uh, Oscar Sheboy's injury is more serious than Kentucky's letting on. Dang. So that that's a take I'm I'm on right now. Um, we talked I, about. I the, am co-signed of that. Take. Yeah. Drew Timmy and Gonzaga are good, but they're not elite. We we talked about that. Like I don't I don't think I don't look at Gonzaga as a I, I, that's my that's a take I'm working on is that Gonzaga is is good enough to beat anybody, but I'm not taking him seriously as a national. Like I don't think this is national title season for Gonzaga. It's not happening this year, and I don't think Drew Timmy's the best player in the country. Um, it's Houston's year. I already said that. That's mm-hmm. a take. That's a take I have right now. That's an early season. Um, and then I'd say I'm buying Creighton and I'm selling Duke, and I'm purposely leaving it vague. By what I mean by that, you know, like you just say, like I'm buying and Creighton, and someone's like, "Well, what does that mean?" So you you have Creighton in the final four. I'm like, I never said that. I'm buying Creighton and I'm selling Duke. Okay, that's where I'm at. I'm buying Creighton and I'm selling Duke. So that's that's me out of the gate. Um, we're gonna. Mo- this is a situation we will monitor all season. But uh, I just want the haters to know I hear you. I see you. Um, the the yin and the yang that that we need in this business of the haters, but also like every so often we get one right and we shove it down the haters throat like that. That's what makes us go, you know? So um, I just want to tip my cap to the haters and say, you've, you've won the last few rounds, but uh, it's a new season. So let's see what happens. It's a new day. And also message to the haters. We're back. You know what I mean? College basketball is back. And, yeah. and I hate to tell you it, it's never been I, better. And we're going back to Maui. I mean, it, it's not a good I, day I hate to me. tell you, no matter how many times my national title team loses to a 15 seed, it'll always come. I'll always be back opening day. I'll always be sitting in this chair saying it's a new year, baby. It's a new year. And I can't, I can't, I mean, knock on wood. I, I can't get fired though. Like a coach can, I can get fired. I I probably will get fired, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, if, if, if I, uh, if, if I'm firing off these takes and, and I continue to be wrong, like, I don't know, man, I'm not, I'm not on the hot seat in the way that, that coaches are. So, uh, there you go. There you have and it. All, not- and all you have to say is the two words that our great friend, Andy Katz taught us bad matchup. Bad I mean, matchup. That is the only thing that you have to say. You move on. You live bad another matchups. day. You fight another day. Bad matchup. So. Also, everyone, people forget that uh, no, no one seems to remember that I had St. Peter's in my other bracket. No one. Was yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So you did. You did. Your other bracket was sick. It was, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great bracket. All right, number four on your list. Yeah, number four on my list. Um, this is something that I have. Uh, I've been personally invested in since you know I've been living in the, the city of Angels, Los Angeles, for seven years now. Moved down in 2015, and uh, the UCLA Bruins have become you know near and dear to my heart a little bit because I do tend to believe in the UCLA Bruins. So this year, my number four storyline 
is UCLA is on a mission to win a national championship for the mm. West Coast. And uh, I think I'm going to stamp this. This is my guarantee, my first Chuck guarantee of the year. UCLA is going to the Final Four. Whoa. Uh, I am uh, I am locked in. I think UCLA, uh, with Hami Hawkes back, I think Hami Hawkes is going to be uh, National Player of the Year contention. And I think it's not just going to be Hami Hawkes. I think it's going to be Tiger Campbell. I watched a nice little interview with our coach, Mick Cronin, and Mick Cronin was talking about Tiger Campbell. And he said, I tell him every day, he needs to be more like Steph Curry. And I say to myself, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Mick Cronin is telling an offensive player to take more shots, to be to be Steph yeah. Curry, to be creative, to be a, to be that shot maker. I think Tiger Campbell, one, he's played so many games. He has so much experience. He is really unique in who he is as a player. I think he's one of the best point guards, if not the best point guard in the country. I think R.J. Davis is right there. Those two guys are my guys. But I think Tiger Campbell is going to lead UCLA this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get to number one in the country. I wouldn't be mm. surprised if everyone's really high on Amari Bailey and UCLA. I, I wouldn't be surprised if UCLA becomes the talk of the town about you know January, February, and everyone's saying, oh, my God, the Bruins, can they do it? And I think they're going to the Final Four, Titus. So wow. So you think you think the the path to the final four is going to look uh, more not that not that twenty twenty one was illegitimate, but th- like they're they're not going to be a, a a seven seed and and just no. get hot at the right. You you no, see I, this is like I see UCLA them as, as like a one or a two seed, yes. and they just yeah. They, they they slowly marched to the final four like a one or two seed is expected to. And I think that they were on their way to doing that last year. I really do. In North Carolina, Caleb loved the heroics of that game. I think UCLA, they they could have easily beaten Carolina and gone right to the final yeah. four in New Orleans. And I'm yeah, not we talked about we yeah, we, we yeah. talked about that when Andy was on last about yeah, the the perception of UCLA last year has somehow become skewed like they sucked. And uh, they did not again, suck. again, not using COVID as an excuse, but also using COVID as an excuse like they didn't they have like a month where they were they were in in the 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 wackiness of like California the West Coast the West Coast had like different rules for shit than like other states had and so it was like you you know you're turning on a UCLA game and there's no fans in the crowd and then you turn on like an Alabama game and like everyone's tongue kissing or an Auburn game it's like literally they're in the jungle yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and you're like what the hell because at least like the year before Everyone was kind of on the same sort of level playing field, more or less. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, I, I like that. I, I I'm, I'm a UCLA uh, believer as well this year. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm ready to stamp it that they're going to the Final Four, but I'm I do curious. love I do love that Nick Cronin says be more like Steph Curry. Like what a, if if John Calipari told one of his players to be more like Giannis, how how long would you and I talk <laughs> about that? I mean, we would we would just like spend <laughs> we would spend. We're gonna spend the next like three months every single show like laughing I, like yeah okay I man really let me think just go every be more title like- would be be more like Giannis be more like Giannis part one be more like yeah, Giannis part two be more like Giannis part three yeah I mean be more like Steph and Tiger Campbell's like okay yeah sure man I'll do that I'll go I'll just go be more like <laughs> which like the bare bones of that is shoot more threes you know what I mean which yeah. is which I like the idea of that but I just, you don't need you don't need Steph you don't need to use Steph that you know like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like just say, just shoot more threes, Mick. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to say. It'd be like, it'd be great if he was like, I told Tiger. I looked him dead in his eyes. You got to be more like Billy Donovan. You know what I mean? You just got to go out there and shoot more threes. <laughs> I gave uh, one of the first things I did was uh, this off season was I put Steve Alford tape and and, and Tiger can and Tiger said this is confusing for me, Coach. You know. <laughs> Imagine if in like a reworked history, Steve Alford telling Tiger Campbell to be more like Steve Alford. <laughs> 
Uh, that's my number four. I love UCLA. Uh, number four might also be UCLA related. I don't know. Well, we can talk about it. Uh, number four on my list is what is the best rivalry in college basketball now? Because Duke and Carolina is officially dead. It's officially nice. dead. I, or at least it's on hiatus. It's on. I, I need. Uh, and, and I'm not saying this on your behalf um, as, as the Carolina representative of the show. Tate. I'm saying this on behalf of America as a, as a neutral observer. Um, I, we don't care. We can't care about Duke and Carolina this year. We just can't like what, after what happened last year. Yeah. Duke has been relegated from the rivalry. Yeah. You, you've been, yeah, there's been a, the the rivalry itself has been relegated. Like we need, it might be relegated for like the next two or three, four years, something like that. I don't know. But like we, as a a viewing public, um, when, when's our first game, probably February when February rolls around and I start seeing the promos for Duke Carolina, I got to be honest, man, it's not going to do anything for me. Like, unless unless they're one and two or something, and even then, it's more because they're one and two, and it's not because it's Duke Carolina. Like, the actual schools, the logos next to each other, and and this is a big, you know, like all that shit, we're, we're taking a hiatus. We're, we're, we're putting it, it's in relegation. It's in the relegation zone. You just can't, you can't, you're not going to be able to top it. You know what I mean? No, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, so I, I'm, I've said that to plenty of my Duke friends, and uh, they, they don't understand that yet because they keep going, what about Kansas, though? And everyone keeps going, we don't care, we don't care. about the we Kansas game. Hello? We played so, you. So I'm I'm in a position, again, as as a neutral observer here, Tate, that, that Duke Carolina, I don't think it's, it's certainly not this year going to matter. It might next year. I don't know. Maybe I just need a year off. Um, meanwhile, Kentucky-Louisville has absolutely no juice right now. We've been talking about that for a while. Maybe. Yes. Maybe like the night before the game, DJ Wagner finally commits to Kentucky, and then like there's something there. But then Kentucky's going to beat him by forty, and like you know, there's like no juice to that rivalry right right now. Um, Georgetown Syracuse is dead and has been for like I mean, for God's sake, does anybody even know when they play that game anymore? And are, it, it, like gun to my head, if you said, are they still playing Georgetown Syracuse <laughs> every year? I I don't know. I would say yes. Yeah, because I feel like I would hear have heard people. I I would have seen Dick Vitale tweet about how it's shocking and wacky mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. um, that they canceled it. So I'm assuming they still play, but like that doesn't do it for me. Kansas, Missouri is back this year, but come on, does anybody, I mean, they're going to, it's, it's, you know, that's a one-sided thing. So what I'm saying is there's a vacuum for, for a rivalry to rise to the top and say, we are the best rivalry in college basketball. I don't know if it's going to be Texas, Texas tech. That seems interesting. That's one I have circled, but also Texas is leaving soon. I don't know, but like this moment in time, maybe that can, that can take the place. Maybe yeah. Michigan, Michigan State. I feel like there's like actual bad blood now because of the football teams fighting each other. And like, you know, it's that's football, I know. But at the same time, like all the people, all the fans that watch that are the same fans that will watch the basketball. And yeah. Is it UCLA, Arizona? I don't know, Tate. IU, Purdue. I think it's, I mean, I mean, SMU, TCU got to be in the mix there. That's right. You got to throw them back in the mix. Um, I'm also going to throw out a new one. I think Carolina, Virginia could be in the mix. I think Carolina is looking for a new rival. Um, I think I hate Virginia. Um, I think Virginia <laughs> hates us. You know what I mean? So I, I, think, I think contrasting styles, uh, there's, there's a lot of mutual respect there. But Bullet point number one in my <laughs> argument, I hate Virginia. Uh, bullet point number two, they hate us. Uh, yeah, so they, yeah. It's a good start. It's a good start. For rivalry, you know what I mean? I think it's going to be competitive. I think both teams will be fighting for the ACC. So I think uh, there could be a chance that there's maybe some, some new wins of an old rivalry in the South. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Though. I, I think uh, th- there's an opportunity. Um, I don't really know how you go about it. Like, it's not like you, you just kind of have to play the games and um, it, it sort of happens itself. You can't like manufacture 
we learned that with SMU and TCU. You can't just <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can't just build a rivalry in a lab and then tell everybody, hey, this is a pretty good rivalry. Check this out. Um, but yeah, I mean, do do with Duke and Carolina and Kentucky, Louisville, not have. I mean, you agree with that, right? Like the juice for both of those rivalries is at, at an all time low right now. I mean, absolutely. And as Carolina fans, I mean, Mr. K, formerly the artist formerly known as Coach K, was obviously the he was the signpost. He was the face. He was everything that represented what is Duke. You know what I mean? So you take that away and now you're, you know, you're going up against Scientology without L. Ron Hubbard. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, David Miscavige sucks and he's a loser. But at the same time, it's not the same. It's not the same entity of evil that existed before. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a little bit different. And also the bragging rights. I mean, just the way that it is slanted right now, it's almost like when I see Mr. K, I laugh, you know, and I shouldn't laugh. I, I should. I, I used to see him and be in disgust because yeah. of all of his lucky success and things like that. But now when I see him, he just makes me laugh. It's funny to me. I, I am Joe Pesci just cackling to myself every time I see a picture of this man. And uh, until that changes, I think I think it needs to be a little bit on, on a break. So, OK, so Shire is how's his, how do you say his name? Miscavige? <laughs> David Miscavige. Miscavige? <laughs> yeah. Um, who's Tom like Cruise? Cabbage. Who's Tom Who Cruise? Tom Cruise? Um, JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick. Yeah. Absolutely. I was about to say that. He, is, he is absolutely Tom Cruise on ESPN fighting against the trolls. My take is always right. You know, I mean, <laughs> loved by America, Tom Cruise, JJ Reddick. That's one to one. That's easy. <laughs> uh, that's my number four, though. What 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 is going to be the best rivalry? And there, there, there's a rivalry vacuum. Who's going to rise to the top? Um, I'm excited to see. Uh, how that shakes out. So that's I'm excited to see that too. I, I also UCLA Arizona's in there far as far yeah. as our West Coast. I feel like those two teams that they might start uh, brewing something as well. But I, I like that. I like that question. And I I mean it's Texas Texas Tech is something that probably will be our number one calling card when it comes to actual rivalry behavior. You know what I mean? When you think yeah. about what's going to draw drum up all of our like the, oh my god did you see this did you see that the hatred what? right now in this moment in time Texas Texas Tech. Um, but that's kind of one way, though, because I don't think Texas hates them back. You know what I mean? Like that's Texas, that's the Mad Men, Don Draper. Like I yeah, don't. Think about you. Yeah, that's what's tough about that one. Like it's it's great, and I'm gonna watch it. But like I don't I don't know Michigan, Michigan State. I think the hatred is real. Uh, uh, it, it always is, but I'm saying like right now, specifically because of the football, because of a lot of things. But like I, I really think like right now the Michigan, Michigan State rivalry is um, the the fan bases. I I mean are are poised to beat the shit out of each other when they're playing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, oh. especially with like Jet Howard, Juwan yeah, Sun, yes. one of the star players. It just seems like it, it seems like it's a very personal, close game. Dude, you know I mean? Steven Izzo still on Michigan exactly. State. Who wins in that Steven match? Steven Izzo versus Jet Howard. They play one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Cincy Xavier, of course, is always. But Cincy Xavier will never be the answer to like the best rivalry in college basketball because they never want to be. They don't. They, 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 are, they are so fine with like we we don't want to go mainstream. We don't want to, you know, we like our little indie clubs that we play. Let's keep it right here in Cincinnati. Build up a build a wall around the city. No one else is allowed in and we're going to fight to the death. We're going to create our own little Thunderdome and that's what the rivalry is. So, um, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Quick break to talk about our friends at Coors Light. College football season is here, but we've got responsibilities and obligations fighting for our attention. That's why Coors Light is on a mission to protect your Saturdays with the beer that's made to chill. Dude, speaking of college football, that that Saturday, this past Saturday, what a day of football that was. 
This has been a college football is in an awesome spot right now. This season, it's been it's it's incredible. I have no idea who's going to win the Heisman. I have no idea who's going to win the Ohio State Michigan game. Who's going to make the playoff? Who's going to win the playoff? It's crazy. This is all this is all we've ever wanted. Anytime you want all the people that want parity in college football, you have to be excited, right, Tate? Yeah, absolutely. Coors Light is the beer of college football. Whether your team is a powerhouse with a record to keep, like North Carolina Tar Heels, or an underdog with a point to prove, like my Buckeyes, who everyone said sucked by only beating a one seventeen by two touchdowns, they were the only team in the country that's beat everybody by double digits, Tate. But uh, somehow. We're still frauds. I don't yeah. know. Make it make sense. One thing's for sure. It's going to be a hell of a season. Stay refreshed through all the action with Coors Light because no matter how your team fares after the clock runs out, a Coors Light in your hand means you're winning every single time. Chill with Coors Light this football season. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzler or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Number three for you. Yeah, number three for me is uh, pretty simple. This is a... It was pretty much a... It, it was something that we talked about last year, but maybe we didn't give the credence to the bigs are back. This is mm-hmm. college basketball in a world where the NBA wants small ball and the NBA wants to spread everybody out. And the NBA wants to get rid of all the true bigs. College basketball says, nay, bring in the bigs, feed the bigs, let the bigs eat. And when you think about like, I mean, we could have a preseason all American or um, a postseason starting five. That is all bigs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you talk about, uh, Armando Baycott, Oscar Shibway, Hunter Dickinson, Zach Eady, Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, those are five guys right there. Sonogo, I just, UConn. I know. I mean, and, and you and the list goes on. Tubelas at Arizona. The uh-huh. list goes on of guys that are going to be bigs, that are going to be stars. Drew Timmy, I didn't even mention in that list. I mean, Drew Timmy's obviously going to be in there. So, in general, I just think college basketball this year, if you Zed are... Key. Zed Key. Let's oh, throw I him love, in there. Love Zed Key. I love Zed Key. Yeah. And, <laughs> At the end of the day, when you look at the landscape of college basketball, the fact that you have pillars of teams, there yeah. are Timmy Allen at Texas. I mean, the, the bigs are back. They're interesting. They're fun. They all have their own personalities, and they kind of are the driving forces of these programs, and they are the faces of a lot of the programs, whether it be Trace Jackson, Davis, Baycott, Sheboy, whoever it is, Timmy. They all kind of represent their teams. And I feel like we're going to be talking about the bigs a lot. And one of my main storylines is we got to love the bigs. We got to focus on the bigs and we got to talk about the bigs. So, well, also it's, it's not just that the bigs are back, but it's uh it, it, it somehow is it's a throwback type situation. Like you said, cause it feels like it's the eighties and nineties again, where there's such an emphasis on, on all these big dudes and all the best players are, are big guys. But at the same time, they don't all play the same way where it's uh they're not all just like posting up on the low block and trying to drop step dunk on each other. Um, they can do that. Some of them do do that, but some of them step out and shoot threes. Other ones can't shoot threes. Yeah. Some of them put the ball on the floor a little bit. Timmy's a little more mobile with like, you know, uh, setting ball screens and rolling back and forth and running around. And like, he loves to play around the basket, but he's also like, you know, and he moving can a lot threes. and he can step out and uh, likes to, he's, he's comfortable on the perimeter, but you know, some of the other guys aren't as much. It's it, That's what's fascinating to me is it's not like a situation where, it's a, uh, you know, like a Patrick Ewing and a Shaq and a, like just all these dudes that just are so much bigger and stronger and are going to post up on the low block and just live down there and try to block Sha- Greg Oden type, you know, like that's not that's not how all the big guys are. Um, so even though it is all big guys or, you know, yeah, like a lot of the best players are big guys. It's not all uh, there's there's not just like a one track approach to how these guys are going to play. So, yeah. No, it's good. And it's fun to watch. And like I said, they all have their own like personalities and they're all kind of likable guys in their own, you know, interesting, different yeah. ways. So, Except, I mean, Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dickinson. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean, I, I Hunter like, Dickinson is likable in his own way. It's just that his way is not my way. So for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I, get, I will. I, get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I will admit that there that there is. Uh, I I see why people like Hunter Dickinson. I just personally, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you've not, opted out. Yeah, it's fine. I've opted out. This is yeah. not. It makes sense. Different. It's rivalry. It, it's different. It's uh, number three on my list is, I don't know if you thought about this, Tate. I didn't really think about it until I sat down to make this list. Um, the Big 12 this year might be the last true power conference regular season title ever, ever. In the sen- in this sense, they play a true round robin. Um, next year, they're adding four more teams. The true round robin, I assume, now I haven't, I haven't double-checked this, but um, I assume they're not going to play, what is that going to take, 26 conference games to play a true round robin at that point? Um, so I assume the Big 12 will then introduce imbalanced schedule to their, <clears throat> excuse me, to their, uh, take a drink of water. Hmm. They, they will introduce imbalanced scheduling to, to how they go about things, which is the same thing that every single uh, other power conference uses right now and uh yeah so this is it this is the last this might be the last uh true round robin which is how a lot of the conferences used to do it back in the day you yeah. know like that's yeah. how my dad still talks to me all the time about how the big 10 went to hell when they got rid of the round robin i was like when was that and i i don't remember if it was when they added penn state like in, in the 90s <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like it hasn't been the same since. I don't care about it. So you know, everyone um, has that that mile marker when they got rid of the round robin. You know, everyone. Yes. Has that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our so, conference is officially dead, basically. After yeah. This, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, this is the last. Like, if you're if you're a fan of uh, traditional old school ways of crowning champions, which is playing home and away every other team in your conference, um, the Big Twelve is the best conference in college basketball. Uh, it's not even close. They're they're they're. Yeah, it's 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 now reached a point where if you try to argue any other conference, you get laughed out of the room, and I, I'm just not interested in discussing it. They are definitely the best, um, and this is the last round robin they're going to have, so this, that's going to be awesome. They got you got Baylor, and, and we don't know who's going to win. Baylor can win it, Kansas could win it, Texas, TCU. Yep. I'll throw Texas Tech in there and Oklahoma State. Why not? They probably not? won't win it, but um, yeah, but they're going to be good teams. They're going to be turning. They'll, the they'll be they'll be good. So yeah. There you go. That's that's something I'm uh, and also this. I wrote down this. Did you realize Tate? The Big 12 is so good. It is the only conference to have preseason players of the year from two different conferences in the same conference. Wait, what? <laughs> How about that for a mind-blowing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Jose, big, that's Big 10 side of the week right there. Jose Perez transferring from West Virginia or from Manhattan to West Virginia, but before he transferred, he was named the Mac preseason player of the year mike yeah. miles is named the big 12 preseason player of the year so now the big 12 is so good that they have two preseason two different conference players <laughs> preseason players of the year in one conference make that make sense <laughs> it'd be great if he has a great year at west virginia and they still vote him the conference player of the year they're like based on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's had a great year <laughs> we, we have to get he's the best player in our conference even though he didn't play yeah. in our conference uh, anyway, that's that's number three on my list. So, so I don't I don't know how many people are even aware of that um, or whatever. But this is a uh, this is this could be a last guess because with all the conference realignment, all these con- these super conferences are going to have twenty plus teams and God knows what else. And hopefully, there's one that still finds a way. Maybe the Pac-12, like the the carcass of the Pac-12, gets whittled down to like nine teams or something, and they play. Now around San Robin. Diego State, by the way, Pac-12 update going to join the Pac-12. Do you see that? 
Well, I saw I saw Dan Patrick said they are, but then I saw other people saying not so fast. So I don't <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I strictly believe Dan Patrick. I, I know. <laughs> Thanks to Full Sales University, I will believe. Dan, Dan Patrick went to the same journalism school you and I went to, I think, where he's just like someone slid into the DMs, and uh, yeah, he's, like, he's like, "Well, gotta gotta." And I, I have to, I have to report this on air. I have to, I have to. I, I, I I'm sorry, sorry to everyone listening, but I must read the DM that I got last night. On the also, right like now. to force the hand of San Diego State. I mean, it's 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 been received so well that like if you are San Diego State and you were mulling over the idea, you're like, I mean, I guess. We oh yeah, absolutely. You know should, I mean, yeah. Not, not, now that people like it, why not? Why not? Pac-12 should too. I mean, that, that that's a of all the conference realignment ideas, that's the most no-brainer that's out there. Like the Pac-12 should take San Diego State. Like what? Yeah. What are we? They should have know. taken San Diego State even without the. Use yeah, it, long ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Long ago. Um. All right, that's number three for me. What's number two for you? Number two for me, uh, this is going to you know hit home with you and uh, Coach Titus because for me, the big storyline is Indiana actually back. Uh, mm. Number two storyline of the year. Indiana obviously picked to win the Big Ten. Indiana gets Trace Jackson Davis back, a guy who's supposed to be Big Ten player of the year. It is the second year for Mike Woodson, and as we know on the show, it's really his first year. It's really Mike Woodson. Yeah, that's right. That's, Even though he had some great moments, he beat Purdue last year. People forget. Um, Mike Woodson this year is really going to, I think, prove to you and I and prove us right. Because when this man was hired, your dad looked us in the eye and said, this man understands what it means to be a Hoosier. He's going to get us back to the 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 right way of Indiana basketball. And uh, this year, he I said think- he'd rather have him than Brad Stevens. He said, I, I Mike, Mike Woodson is, is better than... Not not a better coach, but like I'm I'm more excited for Mike. For the situation, all things considered, we won't. Then if, like- then, then if Indiana would have hired Brad Stevens, I'm happier with Mike Woodson than I would have been with Brad. That's what my dad said when they hired him. Yeah, and and people uh, looked at your dad, looked at us crazy. They said this is the joke of a hire. Mike Woodson can coach, and we we both were like, Do you know who Mike Woodson is? What is happening? Um, slowly but surely, the same national media that was calling it a joke of a hire has now turned around and said Mike Woodson is a genius, and uh, Indiana looks great. They're going to win the Big Ten, which is great news. And I personally this year, and Duke, Duke, Duke hired a 34 year old and everyone was like, yeah, great hire. That's never coached <laughs> home run guys going to crush it. Um, Carolina hires a guy that's never coached a bit of head coach home run. Yeah. Yeah. No, great no, no one said that about Huber Davis, but uh, in general, that's what we're dealing with. So anyways, Mike Woodson, I, uh, I, I am invested. I'm fired up and I'm writing it down and I'm saying it out loud. So everyone knows that it's true. November 29th, November, I think it's November 30th, actually. North Carolina will be coming to Bloomington, Indiana, yep. Assembly Hall. Mike Woodson and the Indiana, Indiana Hoosiers are going to win that game. They're going to win that game. They're going are, to be now. Now, okay, are we reverse no, jinxing no. Tate? Is this no, 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 is, no, is no, this no. is this shenanigans is, you're pulling here? No, this is the this is the this is the facts of life. We know this is going to happen. We know this. This is going to happen. And then Indiana is going to be back. Everyone's going to go crazy. Now, but what I want, what I want, Mark Titus, is not just that moment. I want more. I want Indiana to be back in March. And that is what I'm saying. My number two storyline is Indiana actually back. I don't care about when they beat North Carolina in November. I know it's going to happen. Right. going to be there. We're going to see it. I care about in March, Indiana getting to that Elite Eight right on the right on the precipice of a Final Four. And maybe, just maybe, getting over the hump. So is Indiana actually back is what I worry about and what in- I'm going to watch. Indiana will be back when Indiana has a big win and doesn't say we're back. Mm. That's when they'll be back. I think that's that's what I because I I hear you saying they're going to beat North Carolina. My fear, um, as as a guy who very much wants Indiana to be back, is that 
the the fans will storm the court. Trace yeah. Jackson Davis will get put on someone's shoulders. Yes. They will stay out on the court for an hour and a half, high-fiving each other and taking pictures. And you'll see you know, cuts of the crowd and like people got their hands on their, their head and they're just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And they're calling their family members and they're like, oh my God, did we just do this? And all that. Um, and and every time that happens is you're you're delaying the the actual being back, you know? <laughs> Like, like the, like the fantasy game against Purdue last year was cool and everything. And I'm not saying don't celebrate. Cause like there, there is that that's you, you should, you should like, if you're an Indiana fan and you watched that Purdue game last year, when Purdue had one of the best teams they've had in school history and, and a kid from Lafayette hits the shot to beat him. Um, and Mike Woodson's first year, like all that is reason to celebrate and go crazy. It's just once you, I, I'm not saying don't storm the court. So I, I just want to make that clear, Tate. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like an old guy that's like, you're too good. You're too proud to storm the court, storm the court, have fun. Everybody celebrate. Um, just don't print t-shirts and say we're back and don't like, like the barstool IU Twitter account yeah. tweeting in all caps. That's why my our ass. is IU actually back. Not, not this version of yeah. that. Kiss our ass. We're got... back haters, you know, like whatever they tweet <laughs> not out. Not the like... memes we're back. Not the, yes. not the, the, the preemptive celebration we're back. I'm saying you beat North Carolina. You say, of course we did. We're playing at assembly hall. We're Indiana. And then you move forward. You win the big 10. You, you get beat the Rutgers the next game. Yeah. You beat Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what There's I'm no saying. Storyline is Indiana actually yeah. going to be Indiana, and I think that Mike Woodson, the DNA of who he is as a coach and as a man, I think he can make Indiana have that DNA again. So that's my number two storyline, and I'm excited to watch Indiana and care about Indiana. And shout out to Coach Titus. Yeah, Indiana, I, I I'm with you. I think Indiana is going to be. Uh, they're they're definitely in my eyes the best team in the Big Ten. I think they're the only. Um, I, Illinois is interesting, man. Like I, I guess Michigan, you yeah, can Illinois. talk yourself into if you really want to. Um, Illinois could be interesting with, with the roster they have, but, uh, as far as like national title contenders, it's, it's Indiana or bust for the big 10 for me. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, you know, the, I, I, I understand how the tournament works. There is a world which like Purdue or, or someone, Iowa, or I don't know, <laughs> I can't even talk myself into there. There is a world where Michigan state it might be good enough to, um, go to the final four, but like, if I'm really genuinely seriously thinking about like who is going to be good enough this year to win a national championship from the Big Ten, it's Indiana and Indiana alone for me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't expect them to win the national championship. I'm just thinking of like actual, you know, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Actually, show us that you are Indiana and that you yeah. should be in that conversation, not just like the nominal, like, oh yeah, we should include them, yada yada. It's like, no, you have the talent to do it. I think you have yeah. the coach to do it, and you're Indiana. Of course, you can do it. But do do it. they have? Do they have the shooters? That's that's God. That drives me insane. How how does Indiana have a team full of guys that can't shoot? We'll yeah. see. I don't know. They, uh, yeah, they, that is the one concern. The guard play is the concern with their team. What I'm hearing is that they fixed some of the issues. That's what people are telling me. They're telling me that they're they're going to be a much better shooting team this year than they were last year. And I'm saying it's hard to be worse. <laughs> so we'll see. Biggest I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Um, that right. aligns perfectly with my number two tape because my number two is just a general. Uh, I, I Indiana was included in one of my bullet points in number two, but in general, that uh, breakthroughs are coming is what I said. At breakthroughs, um, I'm excited this season to see. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a season of breakthroughs. I think national title, like like whether Gonzaga wins it or Houston wins it, um, a, a team's finally getting over the hump. I'm I'm excited to see Creighton going to a Final Four. Maybe uh, I think that's realistic. Like all these. All these narratives that have been built about teams that can't do things 
um, because we have so much data from the past that says they simply cannot do that. This is who they are. It's in their DNA. It's in Creighton's DNA to choke in the tournament. It's in Gonzaga's DNA to get to the final four and then lose. Um, yada, yada, yada. I think this is going to be a year where uh, not all of them, not every, like Gonzaga and Houston can't both win the national title. We understand that. Um, but I, I think it's going to be, I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited. I, I, last year was a blue blood final four. This year is not going to be, I don't think. I think there's going to be breakthroughs. I think there's going to be maybe Tennessee, you know? Tennessee's yeah. been to Tennessee's never made a final four ever. They've been to one elite eight in 2010 that literally nobody remembers or cares about. And in fact, everybody's forgotten that it even happened. Everyone it wiped from everyone's mind. No one even remembers who they beat in the sweet 16. No, um, I, I surely don't. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. Um, so like maybe this is the year Tennessee goes to the final four. Maybe yeah. this is the year. T- like Do you realize that TCU hasn't been to a sweet 16 since 1968? Just the sweet 16, dude. 1968. Maybe that's the breakthrough. I don't know, but there's going to be multiple breakthroughs in the NCAA tournament. There's going to be um, Arkansas hasn't won the SEC since 1994. I don't know if they're going to win the SEC, but I some of these are going to happen. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Indiana saying structures are going to collapse this year. Yes, people are going to bust through. I like. I'm that. saying there are people that have built betting algorithms based on jerseys, uh, where they say the the. The yeah, the Arkansas Razorbacks simply cannot win the SEC, and then you ask them why, and you say because according to my algorithm, they haven't done it since 1994, which means they're not going to do it this year. And I'm not saying Arkansas is going to win the SEC. I'm saying some of these algorithms are going to break this year because Gonzaga might win the title. They're not going to win the title. Uh, <laughs> Creighton to the Final Four, Tennessee to the Final Four, TCU to to the Sweet 16 or beyond or whatever. Uh, Indiana, like you you brought up Indiana. Indiana is a, a team that definitely fits that mold. That I think people outside the state even. Shit, even half the people in the state that are Purdue or Notre Dame or Butler fans um, laugh. You say Indiana, the Final Four, they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Indiana, the Indiana that everyone says is going to be back a million different times. At some point, they're going to be back. At some point, UCLA is going to win a national championship. I'm here yeah. to tell you. UCLA will win a national championship again. Um, and I don't know. I, 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 I'm I excited about that. The Mountain West, how about that? Mountain West has sucked in the NCAA tournament. Maybe this is the year San Diego State finally puts it together. And yeah, uh, I think it's they're the going to be very weekend. good. There you go. Wyoming's going to be pretty good. Maybe they can buck the trend of Mountain West teams. I don't know. I'm not saying all of them are going to happen. I'm just saying I'm excited to see which ones do because that's always fun, and that's what keeps you coming back to the sport is is stories like Baylor and Virginia and all these other programs that were afterthoughts that are now winning national championships. You know? So. Yeah. When you when you bring this up when you when you first started talking about kind of the idea of teams getting over the hump, it it, it brought to me or it kind of shot me back to 2017 a little bit where it, you know South Carolina goes to the Final Four, Oregon mm-hmm, goes to the Final mm-hmm. Four, Gonzaga goes to the Final Four. And everyone's like, what is happening? You know, what, what is yes, yes, like, yes. I am, I am blown away, but like in the same way that South Carolina team, I could see Tennessee doing the same blueprint as that South Carolina team, getting in the tournament, being a defensive minded group, having a lot of good guard play. And then all of a sudden, Hey, they're in the final four and, you know, same with the Gonzaga type deal type deal. So um, yeah, I'm done with that. I, I like, I like where your head's at. And I don't think we're going to have four blue bloods like we did last year. We're not going to have the Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, Villanova final right. four. I don't think so. I think it yeah. might be one blue blood. It might be UCLA. It might be North Carolina, but or maybe two. But it won't be all four um, again. That that was a special once in a lifetime type. Dayton, hmm? hmm. The Dayton Flyers, I like Dayton. UAB, Jelly Walker. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just for maybe? Jelly Walker alone, just put him in. Just put him um, in. No, that that that's my number two though. It's just uh, the break. I I I know that breakthroughs are coming. 
here's the bitch of it, Tate. And this is what keeps me up at night, especially when I've 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 lost to 15 seeds each of the last two tournaments. Um, I don't know what the breakthroughs are gonna be. You know, mm. you know, like two or three of these are gonna happen, but which two or three? I don't know. I don't know. I'm still working out. That's why I said it's it's gonna be a slow start for me this year. I think. I think I, the pieces are there. I can see it. I just got to put it all together. And yeah. uh, my hope is by March I will have the takes. My takes will be ready. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, all my takes are in place. Engage. <laughs> Push the button. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, all, right. all right, number one. Uh, number one for me, you know, if you've been listening to this program for quite some time, uh, you probably know I went to the University of North Carolina. And the number Wait, one. What? Yeah, exactly. I did. I did. People forget. We should talk about it. Well, you know, they're number one this year, but they're, we should. <laughs> the number one team in the country. And uh, for me, the number one storyline is that number one team in the country. And it's about just a story about a program that consistently has shown a, a rhythm of sorts. And, you know, I'll walk us back to 1981, Indiana. Your your beloved Indiana Hoosiers, 1981, Bobby Knight versus Dean Smith. They're meeting up in the national championship game. People forget Ronald Reagan was shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, North Carolina, Dean Smith is like, I do not want to play this game. I, I, do, I don't think the kids want to play this game. Uh, James Worley doesn't want to play this game. We should not play this game. Bobby Knight was like, and, Bobby Knight was like, it's what Ronald Reagan would have wanted. And, and then everyone's like, Coach Knight, he's not dead. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I was close personal friends with Ronald Reagan. He would have wanted us to play. He wants like, to we play. can we can call him. He's 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 right over there. We'll call him. Like, no, don't call him. Don't call him. Oh, Nobody would want to. We're playing the game. So they play the game. Indiana wins. Uh, Dean Smith is you know called a perennial loser. Everyone's like he'll never win the big one. Yada yada yada. The following year, a freshman comes in, Mike Jordan. North Carolina goes to the title game. They go to New Orleans. They win the national championship. They beat Georgetown. Redemption. People forget you get to two thousand and eight. Roy Williams, you know, goes and plays against his team that he left, Kansas. You know, Kansas stomps us 40 to 18. Billy Packer, people forget, on the call goes, this game is over before Carolina made, you know, a great comeback and almost won the game. Billy Packer says game but, is over. Hold on, hold on. Respect to Billy Packer because you and I do that every game we watch together. Where it's <laughs> I think we are 12 time we out in the, the first look, half. We yeah. took the hook for Billy Packer and we're like, this game is over. Uh <laughs> The following year, North Carolina brings everyone back. National player of the year, Tyler Hansborough. They win the national championship. 2016, Chris Jenkins hits the greatest shot in NCAA tournament history, wins the national championship. Bang, Jay Wright says it. North Carolina loads back up. They come back. They win the national championship in 2017. Are you seeing a, a, a pack here, folks? Mm-hmm. This has happened before. This is what North Carolina does. 2022, they get to the Final Four. They play Coach K. They knock him out. They end his career. Caleb Love hits a shot. All things are gravy. They're up 15 and a half. And then they just run out of, you know, just they just run out of steam. They, they, they don't have enough depth to win the national championship. They keep talking about how they lost the championship because of one missed box out. It's all in the details. This North Carolina team. They are locked in on the details. They bring everyone back besides Brady Manic, but then they also bring in Pete Nance. Pete Nance, I think, is going to be a beloved North Carolina Tar Heel. When all is he starting? Yes. Is he? Is Puff starting? No, he's Puff's off the bench. Puff is hurt right now, but he will. I think he will come off the bench. Maybe, maybe sixth man of the year for Puff Johnson, similar to Isaiah Hicks kind of situation there. But um, in general, this North Carolina team. I think they they have bought in. I think that they know what the ultimate goal is. I think they have the best point guard in the country, if not Tiger Campbell, it's R.J. Davis. And I think that Armando Baycott, if he's if he is in shape, if he is playing at the level that he was playing at the end of last year, I think that they have a chance to run it back and be the national champions. And it's a long journey. It's a long road. There's going to be bumps along the way. Like I said, Indiana is the first one that I flag as a, as a first bump in the road. 
but it's mm-hmm. going to be a fun ride. I'm excited for Hubert Davis. I'm excited for North Carolina. I'm excited to watch these guys play again. And they had so much fun last year. It's going to be excited just to watch these guys. I, it feels like I, I'm not even supposed to be able to. It's kind of like after 2017 when Joel Berry and Theo Pinson came back, it was like, I get to watch Theo Pinson and Joel Berry again. Granted, yeah. things didn't work out that year, but it was a lot of fun to see those guys. And uh, familiar faces, hopefully a familiar run, a familiar narrative of North Carolina basketball where you you come just, just close and don't quite get it, but then you come back the next year and get it done. So redemption for the Tar Heels, that's my number one storyline. It's got to be the last season. Thinking back on, it's got to be the the number one um, non-title winning season uh, that that was still cele- celebrated. To that, yeah. How do I say? Yeah, how would you yeah. say? It? Like, like you didn't win the national title, but you still act like you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, no one's like going you know I mean? to 2016 and being like, "What a great," you know. As much as they should say, "What a great year it was," right? No one's yeah. like pumping their chest out and saying 2016. They're talking about 2017. Yeah. I'm trying to think of of teams that lost the national championship, but we're still like I, I don't know, like Butler. But even Butler, like you're haunted by the shot that didn't yeah. go down against Duke, and you're just like, damn, because like it, it's almost it almost would have been better if Gordon just completely airballed the, it wasn't the final shot. It wasn't even close. He just sailed it over the backboard. And then I think every Butler fan walks away from that and is like, damn, what a run, what a ride, nothing. But and they they, they still kind of did, you know. But like in the back of their mind. They go to sleep and they it's just like they're like how did that ball over like, how did that yeah. ball not hang on the rim there yeah and then John Brinkus is doing a sports science and he's like if Gordon Hayward would have shot it just a half percentage to the left of the you know didn't he actually do that am I crazy I'm pretty sure that he did am yeah. I misremember it did, or no, did I, I mean, play that out in my head I, I swear John that we had a sports science where he was like if you would have threw the ball like a little. Yeah, don't quote me on it, but I'm almost 100% sure I watched that sports science. Yeah, I am too. And it was like, (laughs) like he broke it down to like the the actual angle was off by half a degree. And if he hits at this angle, it banks in. And um, yeah, but I I guess like that's probably one that comes to mind. I don't know. That's that's a great thought exercise. It's like it, but I still don't think that would be as 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 uh, anywhere close to what Carolina fans were feeling. Like that was all time. But yeah. Carolina fans, like a lot of people are like, how are you guys celebrating finishing second? Like what a bunch of losers. And it's like, it has nothing to do with finishing in second. Finishing in second is the the backdrop of the fact that Coach K, who has terrorized us for 40 years. Yeah. We killed him. You guys won the war and, and exactly. everyone else was looking at the battle. You you, you lost exactly. the last battle of the war, but you still won the war. Yes. Or, I, I don't know. That's not a great analogy because it wasn't. But um, yeah, so, like like we hadn't gotten word that the war was over, so we had one more battle and we yeah. lost. But the yeah, war was already yeah. over. The war was already over. It's kind of pointless. Why did you guys even play that game? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's how it feels a little bit. But you obviously losing the national championship. This team wants to come back and win the national championship because then you can talk about the championship, right? Like right. This, you can't really talk about last year without giving this whole context contextual. If you guys, if you guys won the title this year, though. uh, you're a hundred percent going to try to convince people, not you, but like in 20 years, people are going to remember it as, as Carolina beat Duke and then went on to win the national championship. <laughs> you yes. Know? yes, exactly. Yeah. No, it's kind of like miracle. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like don't worry about the details. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah. Don't worry about the details. Just, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, right. Jim, Jim's telling us the sports science did do the, the Butler shot. Of course they Long, did. I remember one shingle. One shingle. Fifty-four. John Brinkus did do everything. Did he do the Zion Mack truck one too? Yeah, he's the one that was that was, that like, was John Brinkus. It was like a Jeep, Jeep going fifteen or miles. Jeep, yeah, not a Mack truck. It was a Jeep. Zion taking a charge. That's on like Zion. taking a charge from a Jeep going fifteen miles per hour. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That'd be it's great. Not, they, had, they had like footnotes. Like some, John Briggs is like to demonstrate to demonstrate what taking. You and I are the editors of the video. We just put pretty sure it's not. It's like uh uh what was the the VH1 would do like the music video pop up yeah. you know or they yeah. uh, the bubbles yeah the bubbles we do that with John Brinkus videos <laughs> wrong <laughs> it's just wrong over John Brinkus is like I'm gonna demonstrate what taking a charge on a Jeep looks like at 50 miles an hour and he just gets run over by a Jeep on live television. <laughs> Dude, John Brinkis came to Chapel Hill and did like a little seminar and I tried to get tickets to it and it sold out in like five seconds. Like it was, it was impossible. It was like the hottest ticket around. I was like, I can't go see John Brinkis. What the hell? Dude, let's, let's revive John Brinkis's career. What the hell is that guy up to? Yeah. Let, let's have John Brinkus and George Whitfield. Remember like the QB whisperer? The, you know, oh, yeah. Like, we have both of them come on our show and we ask them questions like as if it's 2009. You know, we're like, we're like still using their, <laughs> their genius. Young kids just don't understand, man, what it was like to have John Brinkus as part of your, your yeah. uh, sports media diet, dude. When something happens and he, he just, he's there to break it down with all the science, man. Every and single time. Was it accurate? Probably not, but it was something. <laughs> and it's like weirdly, like I feel like San Santonio Holmes is catching the Super Bowl. Is like I think I watched the sports science of how that happened. You know, and it was like yeah. John, like John Brigas did everything. Like he was on, he was on call. He's like, what do you need? <laughs> what's the number one? Uh, yeah, if we were thinking about it right now, what's the number one John Brinkus? If 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 we could get him to break down anything in sports, like right now, like Aaron Judge hitting home runs or something. I want to. I want to understand Justin Verlander, like being able to just continue to pitch. You know what I mean? Like at this velocity. You know what I mean? Like, I, like what? What is happening? You know? Like explain <laughs> that to me. Like, and he's coming back. He's like after the game. Kate Upton's like, of course we're coming back. I'm like, he's coming back. What is this? Cole <laughs> Ryan. John Brinkus explains Victor Wimbenyama. If, if there's a YouTube video uh, that pops up that says John Brinkus explains Victor Wimbenyama, and that's the title. I I've never clicked on anything faster in my life. It's also that's 40 million views like before I've ever seen it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, oh, I'm on YouTube dude. and it's suggested video, and I'm like 40 million 40 views. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> I, I would love it. Maybe that's his way back in. He's like, it's Victor. <laughs> Victor Wimbanyama has an eight foot six inch wingspan. That's almost two marsupials stacked next to yours. <laughs> And then really? it's just like two really? fucking koala bears or something that are like turned on. He started losing it with his references. Like as it was getting later on, you were like, damn, he's like, <laughs> he's like running out of reference points. <laughs> are koala bears marsupials? They are, dude. How about that? No, that was a good call. Dude, great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to, uh, shout out to the science teachers. Yeah. High yeah. school. Remember yeah. that. Uh, where, where were we? Number one for me, I think. Yeah. Number one for you. Yeah. Last one. Uh, I'll make it quick. My my number one is the Wooden Award watch. You and I are voters now, so this is oh. this is a this is very important. This is something we take very seriously um, on this program, and I always have with my Wooden Award vote that I've had the last few years and not used. Um, but yeah, well, I'm excited this year to see the race, and especially when the guy who's the favorite to win it and won it last year is starting the season under a mysterious cloud of injury that we don't know how clear it is or if it ever will be clear. Um, so and and what you were saying earlier, like all the big guys, all that all the best players, or what we think are going to be the best players, um, going into the season are all big guys. Yeah. Uh, that makes me want to zag, not literally, because I said Drew Timmy's not winning this award for me. <laughs> but uh, part of me is like, man, I don't know. Is this going to be a, a, a 
this might be a situation where we're all so focused on the big guys that like the one or two or three guards um, emerge from the pack where there's like one guy, like it's a Marcus Sasser or maybe not even a guard, just like a non-big guy, like a Hawkeyes type situation where um, he's so, he's so far ahead of, or Caleb Love, you know, like Caleb Love is so much better than every other guard that it's like, we can't deny his greatness anymore. He's got to win this thing. Um, I don't know. I'm fascinated by how that's going to all transpire. Um, so that's my number one, the Wooden Award, and and you, well, we're going to talk about it all season. That's going to be fun too, because I mean, I'm so fired in- up that I have a vote, and I feel like we should just do our power rankings throughout the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, because right now, my top three, I haven't seen anything. My top three right now, like top of my head, from my heart, Hami Hawk has number one. Okay. More upset about this. Number two, Caleb Love. Um, and a lot of people are like, "Wow, shocking! Can't believe that." Number three, though, Jamal Mashburn Jr. Um, and a lot of people are like, wait a second, what? Jamal Mashburn Jr. is a name that uh, I'm throwing out there, putting it in the ether. Go check him out. It is Jamal Mashburn's son. Yes, that Jamal Mashburn. And he is uh, he's a guard who can fly. He can get a bunch of points, and uh, he's going to be fun to watch. So that's my top three right now. And it's going to change. It's going to fluctuate. And plus, i got to watch the games. But I can't wait to update our power rankings all year. Yeah. My top three, I'd, I'd have Hawkins in there. Nice. Um. We gotta get Hawkeyes like, on the show, by the way. That that's my next goal. I know. Or is it don't meet your hero situation? I don't know. But you're right. I I Hawkeyes is he's he's incredible. And I'm so happy to have him back in college basketball this year. Um he might be number one, honestly, as I'm looking he's at He's number names. one. He's number one on my list. Timmy, Timmy's tough because like I know Timmy's gonna be in the mix all year. Like, even though I I shit on Timmy and said I I and I'm not I don't know. I'm talking about I got a different Timmy not, on my I don't, list. I got Timmy Allen on my list. Okay. I don't, I'm talking myself in circles with Timmy because now I'm back to like, <laughs> is Timmy is Timmy actually underrated? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we, I'm like I'm hearing a lot of talk Timmy out so there hard that we're like we're like a lot of people are saying bad stuff about yeah. Timmy. We don't really get it. I don't really get it. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's us saying it. Um, no, I, I I just don't think Timmy's ever. I'm never gonna watch Drew Timmy this year and say that's the best player in college basketball. But I will. I am also smart enough to realize that he's gonna impact every single game. For the most part, I guess ninety-eight percent of the games he's in, and his stats are going to be incredible. And Gonzaga is going to be a top ten team all year. And for that reason, like if I was putting money on this stuff, he's probably the favorite, right? Especially with Sheboy's injury situation. Um, yeah, for the, for those reasons, like Timmy, yeah, I, I I understand why he's going to be in the mix. But yeah, I don't know, man. Hawkes is probably number one on my list right now. That's my watch list right now. I got Hawkes at one. Everyone else is tied for second. Okay, hundred and then hundred. No, no, no. Everyone but Hunter Dickinson's tied for second, and then Hunter Dickinson is he's last. tied for three fifty six, but he's yeah. also just in third. You know, if yeah. you look at <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like some may say I'm a hater for doing that, but honestly, like if Hunter Dickinson really is the best player in the country, he'll use that as bulletin board material and show me something. You know, yeah. So no, I like that. You're welcome on his court, fans. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's gonna be great. No, I like scared. that though. I, I like I'm, that. I'm our, very scared of Hunter Dickinson. I'm very scared. I want to make that clear. I'm very. I like our. I like our top five storylines were all different though. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. Too. And you could do a hundred storylines about this season. That's the. That's the exciting. Um. All right. Some straight thoughts, and then we'll do shout outs. Uh. Quickly, you you kind of hit it with your number one, but just general vibe check, alma mater vibe check. You you already talked about why you're excited for North Carolina. Um. But where uh, you as a fan, you're not a pundit, Tate. You're you're 12 years old, Tate Frazier. Um. You you live and die by every possession that the Tar Heels have. What is the vibe check 
for you as you enter the season with this team? Are are you nervous about having a national title or bust mentality? What if we come up short, or is it the opposite and you're very optimistic and happy? I missed. I have missed this mentality. I I I, th- I honestly at one point thought this would never come back. I never thought that I would be sitting. If twelve year old Tate thought it was over. He thought after 2017, that was the last time that he was going to be able to sit on his high horse. But guess what, folks? I'm back on that horse. And, uh, and I've, never been, old I, again. I've never been higher. I, <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm, I am very happy to have a national title or a bus mentality. I'm very happy to actually be in the zeitgeist and not have to. The reason why I talked about Carolina so much is because it felt like they were falling out of favor. and No one's talking about them anyway. So I felt like I'm the boy yeah. who the wolf yelling about North Carolina over here. And I'm having to deal with the bubble boys who are saying they're a bubble team when I know they're not. So the fact that I am to, to be fair, they are a bubble team right now. They are a bubble. Are they not? Have they, do you, you honestly think they haven't even played yet? Show you me one quality win. Show yeah, me show one me, quality. They haven't, like, do you think they should get special treatment? Of course they're on the bubble. Everybody's on the bubble. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. It's a tough yeah. pill to swallow for Carolina, but it's true. You're on the bubble right now. You are. You have to play your way uh, off the bubble. I'm very excited <laughs> to finally talk about titles and not the bubble. I think that's, that's where I want to be. And that's where I, I hope to be. And look, it doesn't always work out. I mean, 08 was really the time that I, that was the the first time I was like, wow, it just, sometimes it doesn't work out. And then 2012 truly taught me that lesson. Right. Yeah. So I've been there. I've seen it go bad. I've seen it not work out. So I understand how things can go, but I'm excited. That, I'm excited for the show, man. Cause uh, a, a, a lot of people get upset that you, you and I, and um, sometimes Jim, I guess, but mostly you and I uh, talk about North Carolina so much and God damn it. Talk about other teams. Why the hell do you talk about North? And for them to be the number one team in the country and for them to be the story of, even though Kansas won the title, like they were still the story of the final four for most people, the Carolina Duke game. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to, to, to be in a situation where we can talk about it and not have, yeah, we have reason to, because yeah. they're the number one team in the country. That's why we're going to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I've been yeah. waiting to have that answer for about five years. So it's nice. If you want, if you want us to talk about your stupid team, maybe they should try being the number one team in the country. Yeah. How about there that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's my advice to all the haters out there. Um, all my minor vibe check on this end. Uh, this is a rebuilding year for Ohio state. I know that Malachi Branham was supposed to be on this team. I think a lot of people are going to forget that as the season progresses, they're going to say, wow, Ohio state is missing. Like like it feels like they just need like one more scorer that, you know, has like, like an elite talent scorer (laughs) who can get a shot off. Um, And and I'm going to say, yeah, I agree. I wish we did have that. (laughs) I wish uh, Malachi Branham was back for a sophomore year. That'd be nice. Um, but uh, no, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm saying just make the tourney and get Bronny and we've got yeah. something cooking next season. Really? I'll take one or the other. Like that's it, it, one or the other. If that's, that's my goal between, between November, what is it? The seventh, November 7th, 2022, between now and November 7th, 2023, I want to have either made one NCAA tournament <laughs> or sign one Bronny James, either one. That's all I want. One of one or the other. And I'll be I have a Bronny update, by the way. Uh, I talked to some people that are, know some people that know some people within the Bronny camp, and they and when I brought up Ohio State, they did the the eyes. Oh, emo- the eye emoji. How many eyes? Just two one. Eyes. Two eyes. One one emoji. Two eyes or two. No, two, two eye emojis. Basically, four eyes. Yes. So they're basically saying. To, they're basically saying you you see what's happening here. Well, now wait a second. Four eyes. Uh, Bryce James wears the goggles. Yes. 
Do you think the four <laughs> eyes <laughs> were about? They're saying it's not Bronny. It's, it's not Bronny. It's the four eyes, Bryce James with the with the goggles. <laughs> no, I I think that our our what we pitched to the Bronny James camp on our show where we said that he should take one visit and then go silent and then commit to Ohio State and say duh. Duh, it was he has not taken thing. any other visits. He has not put up any other pictures of recruiting visits, has he? No. And no. also, he's been quiet on the recruiting front, and it does seem to me to be. And LeBron James is wearing like these shirts. Like, did you see that? He he's like videoing himself, like trying to do rap lyrics that he doesn't know, and he has like the the Ohio State shirt on. And I'm like, these are subliminal messages that I cannot ignore. I wish I could. I wish I could say I am proud to share this. I'm not, but uh, it is a sign of uh, maybe some some good things coming. I was at the Ohio State Northwestern football game in Evanston on Saturday. Godspeed for you. Wildest weather I have ever (laughs) seen in my life, dude. I packed like I packed like eight different things for because the forecast was all over the place. I remember I did a I I did a Coors Light read. We were talking about the I was going to the game and I said I had this six starter jacket I wanted to wear. Uh, this Ohio State uh, starter jacket I just bought, and I wanted to debut it at the Northwestern game, but it looked like the forecast it, at the time when I said that it looked like it was going to be like seventy or something, and maybe partly cloudy. And I was like, "That's that's you can't wear a starter jacket for that." Um, but then as the game approached, the forecast was all over the place, trying to make sense of what was going to happen. So as I was leaving LA, I packed like eight different outfits based on. I was like, "I don't know, man. Maybe we'll wake up on game day and it's sunny, so I'm going to wear this if it's sunny, and if it's stormy, and I'll wear, you know." And then I wake up and it's like 90 mile an hour winds, <laughs> but it's like not super cold, but it's kind of cold and it's cloudy. But then like the sun might pop up out in the afternoon and I was looking at everything I packed and I'm like, I don't even know what to wear. <laughs> I somehow packed eight different things. I don't even know what to wear. But the point of the story as it pertains to LeBron and Ohio State is one guy I saw at the game wearing an Ohio State basketball jersey with James 23 on the back yes. at the Northwestern as the weather was doing insane things at this football game and it's a Ohio state football game. And there's one brave soul. That's like, we got to keep our eye on the prize. We're not trying to win a football national championship. We're not trying to beat Northwestern day in football. What we're trying to do is get LeBron James son to Columbus. That's the most important thing right now. <laughs> there are larger things at scale here. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Buckeyes, but I say that this, like, I think we're good enough to make the tournament. We should have enough talent to make the tournament. Uh, but I just want to say anybody that wants to chirp at me when we're unranked for most of the year. Yeah. Like, shut up, dude. We're young. Okay. We got a great recruiting class this year. Great recruiting class next year. We're if Malachi Branham was on this team, who knows how good Different we'd be. Story. Maybe, yeah. We'd be top five. Maybe honestly, prove yeah. me wrong, mm-hmm. but he's not. So we, you have to play the hand you're dealt. And that's what I, we're I like sensible, right? That's the freshman. Sensible. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Yeah, I like him. He's going to be good. Okay. We're going to like we, the freshman. We like, we really like the freshman. <laughs> I'm telling you. We're going to really like the freshman. Great, great. And that, that makes Bronny happy because Bronny's like, I can come in as a freshman, but have some yeah. like skilled sophomores that kind of carry the load for yeah. me. But I get all the credit because I'm Bronny. The baby Buckeyes next year are going to be very fun. I'm going to say that, but but that's next year. So, um, all right. I think that's it. We can do shout outs. Yeah, we get some shout outs. Yeah, I got a shout-out uh, for Memphis, uh, the Memphis Tigers. Mm. Penny Hardaway, um, you know, avoids all of the issues with the uh, NCAA and the FBI. And since then, it's been like a reset button on, on the Memphis Tigers, especially on recruiting. And I will say, I think in the world of bag uh, and bag dropping, Penny Hardaway might be coming for the throne yet again. I think he is back where he needs to be. He gets Mikey Williams to commit this weekend. Uh, Mikey Williams is like a seventh woods type. He's been around 
you know, the the internet dunking for about seven years. But he's just now seventeen years old to to be able to to yeah. freshman next year. But I mean, he's a four star kid. He's supposed to be a really talented combo guard. I think it was a nice pickup. But in general, I think that Penny and Memphis. I I, I was watching Penny's uh, Instagram story this morning, and it's just him, and he's like straight on his face, and he's like, you know we got God with us, you know, that's pretty much what he was saying <laughs> a, to the world. And, uh, I mean, it's hard to really argue that. And, uh, I think Penny's that's, back. Memphis is back. So that's a power rankings. We should do this year for real is, is God's God's bandwagon, <laughs> which teams are God, which God's team is God five. bandwagon. Yeah. God's top five. <laughs> God's top five is a hell of a segment. That is a hell of a segment. <laughs> and God's Duke top is five. Duke is last every single time. <laughs> oh my gosh uh uh that, that's a good shout out. i saw that too jj taylor right and mikey yeah, williams yeah, both yeah, so they, they got two big, they they got two big commits um i want to shout out the maui invitational it's coming up fast Tate. and in Ooh. a world where uh, we need some big college basketball games out of the gate the maui invitational is stepping up uh we're excited to get to the island the buckeyes will be there I don't want them to go 0-3 that's all i said i think i said on one of the shows i will walk the plank if we go 0-3 <laughs> <laughs> You know that we're we're actually going on a boat, by the way. We we will be on yeah. a boat uh, on Saturday, so there is a chance that I mean that'll be before the games happen. But maybe you have to preemptively walk off the plane, to, <laughs> yeah, just in case, just for the content. You know, um, so can see it. But uh, no, I'm I'm I I dude, Maui is Maui, so like I'm excited for just that. But uh, the teams that are going to be there, I'm, I'm San Diego State and Creighton are two teams that I I think are going to be very good this year. I'm excited to see them up up close i i think our arizona and arkansas are going to be good too but creighton san diego state i'm most excited to see because i think uh yeah they're they're they're, they're two programs of what i was saying earlier that they, they kind of that their reputation has kind of become like they can't do xyz and i don't know i think this might be the, the year for one or both of them so i'm excited to to get to maui I mean, anyway. five top twenty-five teams are going to be in Maui, and that doesn't include like the Louisville, like the brands. I mean, the, the yeah. power of the the programs in Maui is going to be insane. And I mean, every single one of those teams expects to win every time that they play. And like you said, I mean that that's not going to be possible. With, I with, think I, I I'm not I'm not being a homer. Um, I I I don't expect Ohio State to win it at all. I, of, of course, I don't. San Diego State will be favored, and and by. A, not a ton, but I think they'll be favored by a, a fair amount against Ohio State to to open up Maui. Um, but I do think Ohio State's good enough to win the Maui Invitational. I do like in terms of like, do you have the capacity? Do you have is like is there a timeline that exists where we could win this thing? Exactly. The answer is yes. I the answer is no for Louisville. We know that the answer is the only team that it's a it's a definitive no. Yeah. Like everyone else there, you could make since he like is you, you can make an argument for Cincinnati. yeah yeah you know, if yeah. i think cincinnati is a better team than people expect well cincinnati the argument is kind of like you know they what do they play arizona first and then if ohio state beats san diego state since he could beat ohio you know like they're, they're a pass whatever um i don't know yeah so so but those are the three since louisville ohio state that aren't ranked ohio state's good enough to win it i do i genuinely believe that i don't expect us to but we could um since a little tougher ass but they're they, they could do it louisville sucks okay uh <laughs> moving on but we love louisville you know what i mean i'm excited for the I'm, I'm so excited for that uh, i want to shout out what uh jeff saturday i wrote that down the new head the new head coach of the of my beloved indianapolis colts um and i want to carolina indy this is you and i coming together dude i know guy that's true together. yeah 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 that's true 
I want to shout him out though, because, uh, I, I remember talking to you not too long ago about, uh, coaches that are getting jobs with zero experience whatsoever. And I don't understand how this keeps happening, how, how people that have never really coached at all are getting head coaching jobs at very high levels. Yeah. And, uh, it continues to baffle me. And I think there's like something going on in sports right now that I got to figure out a way to capitalize on it. And like, how do I get a coaching job? It's like, like I I I don't I don't know. Is all all these guys are thought of as like virgins and like all these GMs or all these owners or whatever want to be the one that gets their hands on them first or something? Like I, it, it's so crazy how guys that like don't coach are desirable. I, and I, I Jeff Saturday is not going to be the long term answer, but you could you could have you could have picked anybody to be the the new Colts head coach for the rest of the season, and you picked Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Saturday, who works on ESPN, and it's like I watch him on TV pretty much every day during the week. I mean, he's like just, you know, just giving takes, and now he's going. To, he is the staff that is calling the game on Sunday for Indianapolis. Not one person on staff has ever called a play. In it's NFL. insane, dude. <laughs> not one guy. And dude, the Colts suck and they're tanking and like whatever. So it's not about that. It's not like, oh man, you're going to, you're never going to win a game now. Uh, it's just the, the general idea that this keeps happening. With Carolina basketball. Well, I mean, Hubert Davis had coached, but he was never head coach. John Shire, the Lakers, the Celtics. How does this keep out? Mike Woodson. He never. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mike (laughs) Woodson never never coached. coached. I'm just saying, I'm going to go postal when Kevin O'Connor gets a head coaching job in the NBA. I am. And I think I'm well within my rights. And I think, like, when that day comes in like 15 years and everyone's, everyone's looking at me side eye and like dude this is why are you losing your mind like this is how things are done now i'm gonna pull my hair out and say no it's not i love koc that should be me on that sacramento <laughs> kings bench. i should be on that sacramento kings bench <laughs> that should be me <laughs> you know like, what's going on here challenge so, a skills challenge yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's the only way it can be settled and then he beats me and i'm like what what <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the Jimmy Kimmel Ted Cruz thing. Like, yeah, that, like, that was yeah. the worst case. Like when it goes wrong, you're like, oh my god, no. dude. Imagine KOC spends like the next ten years, just like perfecting one shot. Like he he just becomes like a like the the left elbow. He he can yeah. he just he's like Chris Paul. He's got the, that that little yeah. like fadeaway that you're like, how does that always that shot always get off? Yeah. And then the time comes that someone challenges challenges him to something. He just steps out there and just does not miss from the left elbow and everyone's like how the hell did this just happen yeah and it turns out he's been working with drew hanlon for like I play, yeah yeah he's like he's like drew hanlon's like secret person that he i challenge koc to game a horse for the head job of the sacramento kings and every single shot he takes is from the left elbow every single time and he never misses i'm like what the f- how did this happen um any other shout outs is that it Shout out to Drake May. Yet again, Drake yeah. May is, uh, I think he, he's him, uh, dude. He's him. Some, some he's people him. have him as number one on their Heisman uh, board, but that's not me. I'm giving him some time. He's just a redshirt freshman, but he's breaking Johnny Manziel records, uh, you know, and that's that's when you got my attention to the max, and uh, he's fun to watch. He's amazing. Yeah. And, right? and dude, while we're, while we're patting our quarterbacks on the back, Justin Fields is very good, and very I just want to say. Broke Michael Vick's rushing record in a game. Yeah. Come on. I, I've been saying it all along. Um, I'm not even a football. I'm not even supposed to be the football guy. And I was trying to tell everybody, like, this man is good at football. I don't understand why you guys are all pretending not. Uh, I'm not mad at the people that don't know ball. You know, like, there are a lot of people that are saying he's not good. And, like, they can't help themselves. They just don't know what they're watching. So, like, I'm not really mad at those people. It's the people that have two eyes and a brain that were watching this man play and saying he sucked. I'm mad at them, Tate, because they were they were just trolling 
They were just trying to stir the pot. They know what they're doing. And to those people, I say, clean your act up, all of you. Yeah. Like, be better. I'm over know? it. I'm yeah. over it. Yeah. You're not funny. You're not cute. He's he's great. So there we go. I uh, love the t-shirts too. The him t-shirt. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. Love that. Final shout out the Butler Bulldogs. Uh, I'm yes. about to uh, end this podcast and jump in my car and drive to Hinkle Fieldhouse and watch Thad Mata and Greg Oden and uh, John Diebler, I guess. I guess we'll say yeah. his name. He's kind of on staff ish. Um, the the new era. I am actually really excited about it, and I don't want to get too sentimental. But Coach Mata means the absolute world to me, and uh, I would go to there. I can count on one hand the number of people in this world I'd go to war for. He is one of them, and for him to be coaching college basketball again, I'm so excited. And to, for him to be doing it at a place that means the world to him, um, I'm fired up for it. And and, and it will be cool to see him. Uh, you know, hopefully they take care of business. I think they're a 17 point favorite, so uh, it might be a ho hum game, cupcake type situation but uh i'll be a little emotional watching it tate i will because i was so fucking mad when he was fired i used the f word there that's how you know i'm mad Mm -hmm. um from ohio state five years ago and uh i don't know to see him land on his feet and in a perfect situation for him and and at a school that he loves i love it for him so i will be cheering on the butler bulldogs tonight from equal field house that's my final shout out do you have anything else no, I love it. I love it. And I'm excited for the Thad Mata era. I'm excited to have co- like a guy like that back in college basketball. College basketball needs coaches like Thad Mata. They make everything better. And uh, I'm excited to watch Greg. I'm excited, you know, even for Diebler, I'm excited. So, uh, and I and I am a Butler Bulldog fan, you know. Once I went to the Hinkle and I and I walked around the dead spots of the floor. You just got to settle 1924. We got to figure that well, out. Well, yeah. That's all. <laughs> it's a skills challenge. Me versus Kevin skills O'Connor. Challenge. He represents Butler. You, no, you challenge one of the guys on the 1924 team. <laughs> skills They're challenge. all dead. <laughs> skills challenge. Skills challenge. <laughs> Tate versus a dead guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Who Oh, man. All right. That's the show. We're back. We're in season. Off season's over. Preseason is over. The season is here. Let's have a fun season, everybody. 